Headline News. It's five o'clock. A very good evening to you. This is The Curve on Money FM 89.3. And here are your news headlines. I'm Desmond Wong. A very good evening. Ride-sharing app Grab launched a new shuttle service for students and school staff, touting it as a more convenient and flexible option than the usual school bus services. Called Grab Shuttle for Schools, users will be able to choose from four-seater taxis as well as 13 or 23-seater vehicles. They can commit to the service for as little as two months. Prices for the new service start from $130 a month for one-way trips and go up to $230 a month for one-way taxi rides and $400. $20 a month for two-way taxi rides. All users will have to pay a one-month deposit on top of the one-month fee. This arrangement differs from traditional bus operators, which usually require quarter-year payments and who may even collect fees during periods such as school holidays. Law and Home Affairs Minister K. Shanmugam said today that, quote, while inequality remains one of the most serious issues facing Singapore today, the government feels that the best chance of addressing it is during a child's preschool years. He added, and I quote again, the idea is to give every child a good start and the chance to succeed right from the beginning, which is why the government will start to level the playing field by providing more assistance to those in danger of being left behind during the preschool years. End quote. This will double spending on the preschool sector to 1.7 billion Singapore dollars by 2022 and open 40,000 more childcare places by then. He was speaking at the launch of the Red Cross Junior Club, a program by the Singapore Red Cross and early childhood education specialist Kids Meadow. Second Minister for Manpower and Home Affairs, Josephine Teo, says there is a need to consider greater consolidation of casino regulatory functions. Speaking at the annual work plan seminar of the Casino Regulatory Authority earlier today, she noted that Singapore has different regulations and agencies governing gambling products such as casinos, remote gambling and fruit machines operated by private clubs. She also outlined the uh, agency's history and highlighted that Singapore's casinos face increasing regional competition and will get even more intense. For the first time in almost two decades, homeowners are in the minority in Hong Kong, underlining um, the city's status as the world's least affordable property market. Only 49.2% of domestic households in Hong Kong owned the quarters they occupied as of the end of last year. This is the lowest since 1999. By comparison, the household home ownership rate in the greater New York area was 49.9% on average in 2017. This according to U.S. Census Bureau data. Hong Kong's property prices have tripled since 1999 thanks to abundant liquidity and limited supply of apartments. Earlier today, the newly named National Police Chief of the Philippines pledged to keep up President Rodrigo Duterte's anti-drug war despite fresh international condemnation over killings. Director General Oscar Albayalde, who was sworn in Thursday, will now lead the narcotics crackdown that has killed thousands since Duterte came to power just under two years ago. He takes over from Ronaldo De La Rosa, who retired with Heroes Honours this week after helping Duterte launch the crackdown. 
North and South Korea have opened a hotline between their leaders today. The South's Yonhap News Agency reported this, citing Seoul's presidential office. The opening of the connection came a week before North Korean leader Kim Jong-un and the South's President Moon Jae-in are due to hold a summit in the demilitarized zone that divides the peninsula. As preparations for their meeting gathers pace, South Korean media reported that the leaders would talk over the phone before they meet next Friday. The summit will take place on the southern side of the demilitarized zone, a heavily armed strip of land that has divided the peninsula since hostilities in the Korean War ended in 1953. NASA's goal of returning to the moon should see a major push in early 2019 when the agency awards its first contract for the Lunar Gateway Program. The Lunar Orbital Program Gateway is NASA's planned staging area intended for studies of the moon and the deep space environment. Eventually, it will function as a way station, as a way station for astronauts, rather, traveling to and from Mars. Associate Administrator William Gerstenmeyer said earlier today at the Space Symposium Conference in Colorado Springs, Colorado, that NASA's first spending for the platform will be for power and propulsion elements early next year followed by habitation components. They will probably be launched moonward in that order starting in 2022. The platform should be orbiting the moon in 2025. Get more news at the Business Times and the Straits Times.